Welcome to Profit First Nation, the official podcast for entrepreneurs who are operating their businesses in the zone of permanent profitability. I'm Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First, and now here's your Profit First Nation guide, Daniel Mulvey. Welcome to Profit First Nation, the podcast for the top 17% of entrepreneurs with cash in the bank to correlate to their profitability. Profit First Nation is the podcast for intelligent entrepreneurs who have taken ownership of their financials and leveraged Profit First as a cash management system to make their businesses permanently profitable. I am Danielle Mulvey, an expert at guiding entrepreneurs on owning their financials in as little as 11 minutes per day and doing Profit First right. If you are a fan of Profit First and its author, Mike Michalowicz, you have found your tribe. We are a nation of successful entrepreneurs driven to be permanently profitable with a grit and a growth mindset that lets no obstacle stand in our way in pursuit of the three Ps, passion, profit, and play. On Profit First Nation, we dive into advanced Profit First strategies, and we share the honest and authentic ups and downs of being a business owner. Most episodes of the podcast also feature segments with the world's most prolific author on entrepreneurship, the author of Profit First, The Pumpkin Plan, Surge, Toilet Paper Entrepreneur, Clockwork, and his newest book, Fix This Next, Mike Michalowicz. We are going to hit up step number 10 in implementing Profit First, cutting expenses. This is not a one-time thing. Cutting expenses, like evaluating margin, is an iterative process that ideally should be done on, at the minimum, a quarterly basis. And this is minding your expenses. And for most of you implementing Profit First per your rollout plan, you are needing to literally cut your allocation percentage to operating expenses by 10% or more over four to six or maybe even eight quarters. The funny thing about expenses is that they are insatiable and it is a constant and vigilant effort to mind your expenses so that they don't eat up your profit. This is why cutting expenses is not a once-and-done effort. It is part of phase three of your profit-first implementation, the iterative process phase. Depending on your volume, it is recommended that you do at least a quarterly review of your operating expenses. And we have a handy-dandy checklist and savings tracker for this profit improvement opportunity. That's right. If this is not a chore, this is a profit improvement opportunity. Why is it a profit improvement opportunity? Because it is one of only two ways to improve profit. You can either, number one, increase margin, and number two, decrease expenses to improve your profit. I like how you equate this to part of survival and existence, Mike. In business, expenses will creep up again. So it is just the natural tendency of business to make purchases that support um, some kind of decision you're making in the moment that deliver value then. 
but the value wanes or the decision in hindsight was not a good decision. So it's normal to incur new costs. In fact, in some cases, the only way to experiment and enhance your business is to have expenditures that support those experiments and expansion. But some of them don't pan out. So cutting costs and incurring costs is a little bit like breathing. Cutting costs is the exhale, but the business will breathe in again. It needs to. It needs to get that oxygen. But some of that isn't oxygen. Some of it's carbon dioxide and, and whatever. It needs to be expelled again. So I suggest on a quarterly basis, you sit down with a profit-first professional and you go through a couple of things. What expenses are no longer necessary or are not delivering the value we expected? And something that was delivering value three months ago may not be delivering value today. So that's where we iterate through removing uh, unnecessary expenses. Yes, it is especially helpful to do this with your profit-first professional, bookkeeper, accountant, or coach. You need someone to challenge you and be present when you hold yourself accountable. A bookkeeper cannot cut your expenses. As the owner, only you can own your financials, my entrepreneurial friend. Only you can cut expenses. The proverbial buck stops with you. Additionally, I like to live by the precept, all of us are smarter than one of us. I love to learn and hear how other people are doing things, especially doing things in a more cost-effective and efficient way. Working with your bookkeeper who sees the expenses across many more businesses than just yours is a great resource on getting insight into expense-cutting ideas. Additionally, the self-accountability factor is a great hand to play as well. If you meet with your bookkeeper quarterly to review your expenses, then you will come to your next quarterly meeting having executed on the no-brainer opportunities the two of you talked about at your last quarterly review because you don't want to be that lackadaisical entrepreneur who half-asses it or worse, who refuses to captain their ship and own the financials of the company they own. Now, let's run through our new favorite quarterly expense review process and challenge. Because as Mike mentioned earlier, expenses always creep up. Let's always challenge ourselves when initiating the review to reduce by 10% what you have been spending on expenses. If you have employees, they likely represent your biggest expense. As part of your easy iterative review process, we will look at brainstorming employee efficiencies to reduce expenses. But we will save really diving into that whopping salaries and wages category for a future episode as well. When you start this quarterly iterative review and challenge, you are going to look at the prior period's total expenses and subtract all salaries and wages. On the checklist that is this episode's resource, found on our website, ProfitFirstNation.com under resources, you will find this resource tagged as episode number 33. Additionally, if you are not already signed up, you can opt in to receive a text every Thursday when each new episode drops with a handy-dandy link that will serve to you on a silver platter that week's episode resource so you have it in the palm of your hands to follow along if you so choose 
with each new episode. Okay, so step number one is going to be to write down your prior period total expenses, less salaries and wages. Then step number two, you'll take 10% of the amount in number one and make this your target expense challenge to produce a 10% savings that positively impacts your profitability. Then for each of the next 11 items, you will enter the amount of the actual expense during the prior period. As you review the detail in each category, you will figure the amount to target your cutting in that category. Maybe you can cut 10% from personal perk expenses, but only 5% from equipment and supplies. So let's hit them up one line item at a time. First, let's scrutinize personal perk expenses. Do not rob yourself of profit measured in cold, hard cash in the bank to use the company credit card now for an expense that would be be deemed a personal perk expense by the IRS. There are plenty of other more significant, legitimate, IRS-approved tax saving strategies to leverage than using the company credit card for personal perk expenses. Additionally, if your exit strategy is to sell your business for top dollar, then you need pristine, sterile financials that do not muddy the value or credibility of your operating expenses. Keep personal perk expenses to an absolute minimum and in compliance with IRS guidelines. Next, let's challenge rent and utilities. Are utilities up because of the season? Are your employees forgetting to adjust the thermostat and running the heating and or air conditioning all weekend when no one is at the office? We actually installed Nest thermostats so that we can program and monitor our air conditioning usage. Our utility bills went down 12% versus prior summer months as a result, coupled with the fact that we also added tower fans in some offices to maximize airflow efficiency. In recent quarters, we have also made changes to our voiceover IP phone services and alarm services that give us more value for less cost. If you have inventory, make sure you are minding that inventory. Are your inventory levels rising with a slower or lower turnover? What items have been sitting too long collecting dust? This expense is losing value as it ages on your shelves. You need to be efficient with that inventory and make sure it is working to deliver a return and produce margin. Additionally, did you leave money on the table and pay more for your inventory than you had to by not leveraging early pay discounts? Our AP clerk earns a commission on every early pay discount she leverages. For the net discount dollar value, she makes a 10% commission. So she has an extra motivation to proactively manage the accounts payables to our advantage by leveraging the discounts. 
this current pay period, she's making a $94.10 commission because she saved us $940 on an early pay discount. And that means that we are netting an extra $800 or so in margin. It is also imperative to continually evaluate equipment and supplies. Are items better off being replaced than repaired? Here's an example. Our most used printer in the office has been giving its single user some fits. And after replacing a few small parts recently, the machine was self-diagnosing that it now needed a new drum. The new drum was honestly just shy of what it would cost to buy a newer replacement model printer. So we decided to put it out of commission and did some adjusting and reallocating of printer equipment in the office. We did not replace the drum and we did not replace the printer. We gave an existing hardly used printer to our biggest print user in the office. And the person we, quote, took away the printer from has been working from another location three days a week, and so they are now networked to share other printers in the office since their usage has gone down. It's Parkinson's law, people. What can you do with what you already have? Can you squeeze one more serving of toothpaste out of that seemingly empty tube? And the answer is an emphatic yes. The next things that need to happen are what we call reconcile insurance. Are there employees who have changed or dropped coverage? Are you being billed correctly by your provider? Are the employee deductions up to date and accurate? You need to stay on top of this. When it is renewal time, is your broker shopping your options? Yes, it's tedious but you have to stay on top of it all and don't just stay with the same old, same old because you are lazy. Your insurance brokers should be earning their commissions every year doing some shopping around for you to ensure you are getting the right coverage for the best value. Now, life is not always going to be like this and you have already seen the tremendous value in savings by sadly not traveling during COVID. So the quarterly challenge will be to be vigilant about limiting auto and travel expenses going forward. Are people abusing the toll pass or fuel cards you provide them? I had one client with fleet fuel cards that gave very specific reporting on the fleet card usage. When I looked at their bills, Sadly, someone in their accounting department was abusing the fuel card and filling up three times within 20 minutes at the same location on Fridays, no less. If you do not look, then you will never know. Yes, of course you should trust your people as long as you have the right people. Look at the expenses and understand what the acceptable average should be and proactively manage to that average. Dig in when it exceeds that average. And for 2021, maybe you don't go back to 2019 travel levels and come up with a new hybrid model to accomplish what you did with regards to travel in 2019, but for maybe 20% less. 
Mike, why don't you pop in on the next one? Brainstorming employee efficiencies. You know, a tough one to consider too is just employee um, spend, you know, compensation. Year in, year out, you know, employees are with you, salaries increase and so forth. But we really got to evaluate what's the benefit this employee is driving for us. Are they really doing what's driving the business forward? Sometimes the opportunity is, um, is just you know, sitting down with them and saying, what else can you be doing for this company? Or how can we put you in a position to be you know, driving revenue more or, or, or managing our costs more or whatever their job is, bringing about more efficiency? I think some, some employees are just kind of abandoned. They're, they're great at a few things they do, but the 80% of their work is, is basically ignored. I think we can hone in on that. Um, I'm really impressed by companies that are lean but get a lot done. And, and trying to build that myself, our, our, the, the Mike Michalowicz brand, if you will, you know, we're 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 pretty financial. We're a multi-million dollar company, and you know, we're, we're we're really really profitable and efficient, and we do it through a very lean setup because we sit down quarterly, and it's actually just coming up in in twenty more days from this recording. We have another meeting. Uh, it's an all hands meeting uh, where we're talking about maximizing the output of individuals, not by working harder but matching up people's talents to the tasks that need those talents, kind of like a web-like structure. So, so those are things we can do to increase margin um, by not necessarily cutting costs directly um, or increasing prices, but bringing about efficiencies. Efficiencies let you do more things in less time, which translates to less cost. And uh, that's, that's one of the models that we use. Yes, maybe paying 25 bucks per month is worth it if you have employees making $25 per hour going to the post office more than once per month. Why pay an employee $25 per hour to go to the post office when you can have all of the functionality of the post office on your computer for 25 bucks per month? That is efficiency savings right there. Next Let's make sure you measure and eliminate marketing not producing a six times to 10 times return on investment. Don't waste your money. A return on investment must return a multiple. A two times ROI is not good enough. Keep working it until you get a 6x to 10x return on your marketing dollars. If you do not have time to make it work, then let it go. Save the money until you can nurture and maximize your advertising and marketing return. And now we're closing in on the last three items on your checklist. Ditch memberships you have not used in the last three months and or memberships not producing a six times to 10x plus ROI. Don't waste your money here either. You need to make it happen today because tomorrow is too late and probably won't happen. Ideally, you should give yourself a budget for this category. This would be, in my opinion, falling under personal development. And so I think a good benchmark is 5% of your compensation is a reasonable number to spend on programs and memberships. Make things happen. That is the secret. That is what you need to do. Another course is not the magic bullet. 
another membership is not going to turn into a magic doorway to new customers. You have to have the time to work it to get the return on your investment. All too often, and more often with newer businesses, they are spending 50% to 150% of their revenue on courses, memberships, or programs that they think will be the magic bullet. No joke. I've seen it. Someone making startup business, $5,000 a year Etsy business, and they've spent $7,500 on courses and programs. I mean, turn this into a business, not an expensive hobby. There is no magic that trumps blood, sweat, and tears. The winner is the one who works efficiently, but harder than others for the prize. Another key area is to purge and or downscale software subscriptions. With the constant and ongoing updates and new releases, oftentimes what maybe took two separate subscriptions a year ago can now be consolidated into one subscription because now software A offers what software B offers too. Why pay for two and ridiculously redundant softwares when you can save money and not piss it away because you kept your head in the sand when it comes to your company's financials? And for the final item on your checklist, weigh the savings of paying annually versus monthly. This can be on insurance premiums, software-as-a-service subscriptions, time from vendors and contractors. Use your cash on hand to your advantage to reap savings. We have a pretty hefty general liability policy for one of our companies in particular because it is tied to over $40 million in annual revenue. So we allocate to a general liability account every allocation so that when our premium is due, we can pay it in full and save a ton on convenience fees. That's dummy for finance charges. Additionally, can you prepay contractor time at a discount for savings? I save 30% by paying for some support services six months in advance. Everything adds up. It is not a one-time thing. It is an iterative process that must be done at the minimum quarterly. Now remember, we do make this real easy to follow along. When you access our resources for the first time, you do have the option to opt in to our weekly text message on Thursdays when each new episode comes out. We automatically send you that episode's resource links to the downloads, videos, you name it. We try to make it real easy to consume and digest. So the checklist that we've been running through on this episode is available at ProfitFirstNation.com under resources, and it's tied to episode 33. And please know that there are bookkeepers, accountants, and coaches in this world with the heart of a teacher ready to serve you and your business with their certified Profit First knowledge, skills, and experience. Just visit ProfitFirstNation.com and click on Connect to connect with one of my fellow certified Profit First professional peeps. 
Cheers to another profitable day, my entrepreneurial friend. Hey, did you subscribe yet? I mean, you listened to the show, but did you subscribe? You can binge this shit. Subscribe right now. Profit First Nation website, related podcasts, and resources are provided for general information purposes only and do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, accounting, or other professional advice. Visitors should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional.